Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Marketing Mojo Show, featuring innovative tips, strategies, and approaches to give you a thoughtful edge to maximize your marketing momentum. Marketing Mojo Show, a forum for small businesses to harness marketing potential, capabilities, and the power of community. In the next 15 minutes, we hope you'll discover inspiration and motivation to make the most of your resources, time, and budgets to grow customers' engagement and the bottom line. I'm Lisa Chester Weir of LGK Marketing, a small business, and proud of it. Today, we're ready to get our mojo going with a guide to Facebook Live Marketing. Feel free to call in 718-766-4176 with your comments or use the, hash, ugh, use the hashtag MyMarketingMojo to respond. Joining the discussion today is Max Zadik, the founder of a nonprofit diabetes wellness organization, Divabetic. His ability to master social media marketing has garnered thousands of friends, fans, and followers. And today, we will pick his brain about his success with Facebook Live. But first, we start our show with a segment we call Six for Six, where we take six minutes to ask six questions to get to know our guests a little bit better. better. So, Max, my question to you, are you ready for the six for six? I am. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> okay. We're going to get rolling along. Let me start the timer. And, Max, what is your elevator pitch for Divabetic? Uh, Divabetic is a national nonprofit organization founded in 2000. In three, we're focused on promoting a new attitude, living with diabetes, pushing past the shame and blame, and encouraging men and women affected by at-risk living with to be open and honest about living with diabetes and, like their favorite diva, form a healthcare entourage by surrounding themselves with friends, family, coworkers, and doctors so that they could avoid a diabetes complication. Wow. That's um, That sort of brings me into the next question. What do you feel good about every day? Because just your whole mission should make you feel good every day. Uh, Diva Bedek makes me feel good every day, but my friends and family, I think my health, and, and just actually I would say feeling passionate about something, like having being able to work on Diva Bedek every day and um, challenging myself to come up with new concepts to kind of help empower and educate people about their diabetes. Wow. Um, on the other hand, what keeps you awake at night? What what worries you and bothers you? Uh, right now, I would. there's two things that keep me awake. One is last night I went to see Whipped Cream uh, at the American Ballet Theater uh, with Misty Copeland. And I went to see it because I'm working on a new diabetes mystery podcast that takes place in the ballet world. And there's all this interesting information about body image and ballerinas. And Misty Copeland really kind of challenged the idea of what the traditional uh, image of body image of ballerinas should be. So I wanted to make sure uh-huh. I saw that in order to kind of form or reframe the story behind this mystery podcast coming up. But probably the bigger thing keeping me awake right now is the Better Care Reconciliation Act 2017. I have a hard time with this bill that's going through the Senate right now because I think, um, honestly, I, I'm just kind of perplexed why 
people are so concerned about uh, people getting a free ride and not taking care of one another. And it really bothers me that uh, today in the world I live in that healthcare isn't just something, uh, a right of everyone. And if you're able to pay for your own insurance, why you wouldn't be willing to pay for it for someone else, it doesn't happen. So I, yes. I really have an issue with how uh, our politicians are dealing with this issue, and I just don't like this. I don't like what's coming before the Senate because I, I just think that um, it's so important today. <laughs> I know from my diabetes outreach that you know we're there's our unfortunately Americans are getting sicker and sicker, and the best way to prevent a complication is making sure you see a doctor. So I want all those uninsured people, all those people who can't afford insurance to be able to see people so that we could prevent the complications rather than what I think could happen with this bill and really be catastrophe for the healthcare system we know. Yes, it is sad that our country um, is still talking about this at, at this time you know, in history. We should be beyond that. And my other comment is about Misty Copeland, and I just love her commercial where she where she talks about all the negativity and, and how she overcame it. It's a commercial that um, I never get sick of seeing. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we're all. I love to, that. Um, you could interrupt away. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I, was, I mean, she's, um, in a, she's intriguing. People should learn more about her. She started dancing at 13 and within a year, which was really late for ballet, and then within a yeah. year she was already uh, getting, you know, uh, being signed to work with a, on a ballet company, which I think is amazing. So. Yeah, a lot of natural talent. So um, back on to the six for six. Stop trying to sidetrack us here, Max. Where <laughs> do you turn to keep current on trends related to social media? Is that a trend on social media or a trend in how social media works? Uh- a, a trend on uh, how social media works, what's new um, in the world of social media, how things work. Well, probably my go-to has always been Twitter for that stuff. But I also, I mean, I'm always reading the business section of the New York Times, whether I'm reading it online or on um, actually holding the actual paper. I know that sounds awful because most people don't read the paper, but I still like to hold the paper. So I probably, uh, I follow a lot of small businesses. I follow a lot of, so uh, diabetes is so popular on social media, one of the biggest causes using social media today that by following the apps and some of the things I'm able to read more about what the trends are. Okay. So I, I'd probably I say my go-to would be Twitter for that. Or, you know, okay. I could be uh, Facebook. I also use Facebook and LinkedIn for the same purposes. So I, I go to LinkedIn a lot and because of who I'm uh, friended with or, you know, who I'm linked with, excuse me, that person kind of leads me to more articles about it. Okay. Uh, what sparked your interest in diabetes and wellness? Uh, I worked for Luther Vandross for 13 years as his personal assistant, and back in 2003, uh, Luther suffered a stroke. I was the one who found him. I knew Luther was living with diabetes, but I had no idea that diabetes could lead to such a major health complication, and the stroke prevented my boss from being able to sing, and I just... Um, that was overwhelming to me, and I, I was really upset when the news broke that he had the stroke and no one was making the correlation to diabetes to kind of educate 
and link not only as fans but the general public about what di- what could happen if you have diabetes and it goes unmanaged. Now, Luther had a very uh, famous battle with his weight. He would gain and lose 100 pounds, and that happened several times while I worked for him. So I think a lot of people could connect with that, and I thought if you could just kind of connect all these stories together, you could educate and empower people affected by diabetes like me to A, learn more about it, and B, be able to keep their house a home and prevent a complication. So that's really what sparked me to to want to do diabetes outreach. Mm, what a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and here's your final question. How many social media accounts do you actively use, and are there any new platforms that you have your eye on that maybe you want to try out or that you've been um, watching other people to see how they're having any success with it? Uh, I'll go backwards. Okay, so I'm pretty colorful and flashy, and I'm sure this will shock people who know me or, or follow me that I'm very regimented with my social media. Every morning I think I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Google+, I'm on, sometimes I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm on YouTube. And then um, outside of that, I'm, I'm trying hard to kind of navigate Instagram, but I think I made a common mistake, which was I started as a personal account versus as a divabetic account. And so I'm wondering if I should kind of reframe that, because on some of these media, on some of these social media platforms. I'm not only myself personally, I'm also the organization, and and that's a little bit easier for me to um, manage that. And then read it, I think, is also something that I've tried before, but I haven't been successful at it, and I'm wondering if there's another way to get involved with read it. So I would say, like, right now, Instagram and read it are on my list of things I want to get more involved with Snapchat. Uh, I'm, people have been encouraged me to do Snapchat, but I just haven't had the time or willingness to want to do it. Interesting. Okay, well, you survived the six for six segment, and um, thank you very much. <laughs> and I will make a confession that I still read the Washington Post. I have it delivered every morning, so we have something in common. Um, There's nothing so, like a real paper, right? I mean, you yes, know, a real paper. <laughs> see, the thing about so. the social media thing that I just want to say is, like, it does kind of, in my opinion, shorten your. Uh, engagement or just your your um, attention span and so really to sit down with an actual paper and turn off all the other things around you especially your phone and read it an article is to me has become this thing that is a challenge as i as i find myself just getting a shorter and shorter attention span so it's kind of a a great thing for me to exercise is just to have an actual paper in front of me and try to read through these articles and make sense of them <laughs> okay, and then yeah, so you, pretty soon it's no more books, it's just Kindle too, right? No, um, I don't like Kindle. I tried Kindle and you know what I found out that I love to watch where I am in a book. As I'm reading a book, I like to know where I am because I could see that folded page and see I'm three quarters of the way. And that helps me sometimes get through a book. Kindle, it's just, I don't know. And I know people have told me there's it has a percentage to, in the corner, yeah. Yes, but I don't watch that. So. It's not. Okay. You're listening to the Marketing Mojo Show with our special guest, Max Zadig, founder of DivaBetic and a social media marketing whiz. Call 718-766-4176 
or join the discussion at hashtag MyMarketingMojo. Now, we've had a, a question from our listeners. Have you ever used Facebook Live? And Max, our chat room is buzzing with the same question or versions of the same questions over and over. How does it work? So since you've used it before, let, let's start with the logistics of it and how it's different for a company fan page versus a personal page or whatever. How do, how do you get started with it? It's so easy. Uh, you, you're, there's a button within on Facebook when you go to the status that, uh, like I have, I have a group page, I have a fan page, and I have my personal page. But when you go to that publish uh, link and you highlight it, you'll see live is actually a button that you could go on. And so you press that button, and then they'll ask you to title your Facebook Live um, event that you're going to do. So this would be uh, the 15-minute podcast with Max Zadig. You'd put that at the top. And then you press a button to go live, and it gives you like a five-second countdown, and then it starts shooting right from that moment. The interesting thing about it is you could edit a Facebook Live video at the end. So if you, if you are – you know, many times I've had the camera pointed in the wrong direction – or maybe my intro was flubbed, I could edit that out in post-production once I, once I go live with it. So then you shoot, that, you shoot that video as long as you want, and then the minute you finish it, you, it says post, you, end, you, know, you hit the button to say end it. I use my iPhone, and uh, once you end it, then you could go back in post-production. So what about using a real camera? Are there options for that? I think there are, but I, I, most of the time I'm just hearing, I'm reading more about people uh, coming up with tripods and different ways for you to stabilize your iPhone or your the phone that you're using. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard about, uh, outside of the camera, maybe on your computer, I haven't heard about cameras, but I'm sure they're there. But there's like things now where you, they come with like a suction that you could put a cradle your iPhone and stick it to any surface and shoot it, and then there's also, like, I just mentioned the So that's the, the, tripod. the selfie suction? Yeah, <laughs> selfie instead suction. of doing a selfie <laughs> stick, because, you know, you do yeah. want to, you know, the interesting thing about, I mean, I do a live podcast, I do live videos, so live has always been my friend. I don't, I'm not afraid of it, but I know a lot of people are, so in some ways, you know, if you have that tripod and things, you could kind of see where you are from the camera and kind of make sure that you like the picture ahead of time and then and then do it live. So I, I do see the benefits. The only thing is you have to be aware of is the surround sound and your own sound when you do a Facebook Live, meaning I don't want to be too far from the camera if I don't have some kind of microphone on myself because then people won't be able to hear me. And if you're near running water or it's windy, that's totally going to affect your Facebook Live video if you're shooting outside. Oh, I do do a it. lot of shooting outside because I do, I go to like, uh, I live in New York City, so I go to a lot of events in New York City, uh, a lot of parades to raise awareness for diabetes, so I always have to be kind of aware of the conditions around me. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're not afraid of being live because you know this podcast, we are live, Max, and we're going <laughs> on to our our next segment, and we're going to get some marketing momentum and talk about our social media networks. How do you make the most of your fans, friends, followers, LinkedIn peoples, whatever, whatever, when you're using Facebook Live? How do you maximize that? That's a good question because you're not really able to share that link off of Facebook. So you have to be really careful with what 
what channel you're you're putting up on the what channel you're shooting from originally with it you can you could share it to different facebook accounts but i couldn't take facebook live like i can a youtube video and grab the link and put it in somewhere else so it's a little bit tricky as far as like can i take that link and embed it in my newsletter the answer would be no so you want to be um if you know like for in my experience, like I have the Divabetic fan page. We have several thousand people on that page. That's where I shoot my videos because I know the minute I start shooting, it pops up in their news feed that I am live with the video. And so that it's already, it's already aggregating uh, viewership based on that. Oh, got it. You could also go in and tag certain words as well, but that's a little bit tricky, and you have to know the right words you want to put in there. Um, I don't. I, I think I've read about it. I haven't done it myself, but on this podcast, you would put in obviously marketing, diabetes, uh, divas, and and that could aggregate interest on Facebook too. Okay. Okay. Well, we are talking to Max Zadik, founder of DivaBetic, a wellness organization. And in this segment, Max, we're going to head over to the water cooler and see what the buzz is because everyone seems to be talking about the Diabetes Alert Dog fashion show that you streamed on Facebook Live. Tell us what you did and how it turned out. Uh, I love that there's a buzz going around on that. I yes, love that. I, everybody's um, talking about it. <laughs> I was, um, I, I, Twitter helped me out here. I, I meet, I go on Twitter a lot, and I try to meet interesting people and begin conversations, and I've been so fortunate to create um, ongoing relationships with different colleagues, and one of them was Debbie Kay. She's a scent detection expert, and so she has been, um, uh, she's been a pioneer in, in the diabetes alert dog industry. And so then another person I met through Twitter is Deb Mosier, who's a co-founder of Central Farm Markets down in Washington, D.C. She has like three uh, farmer's markets in that area. And since Debbie Kay is down there, I decided to team up with them to to host the first ever diabetes alert dog fashion show. Anyone who who does social media knows that babies and dogs are extremely popular. So I thought this would be kind of a fun way to get people's attention. And it was because the idea here is, um, you know, diabetes alert dogs serve a really incredible purpose, but it does seem to be kind of a dry topic. And I thought by putting on a fashion show and encouraging other pet owners into the conversation whose dogs might not be alert dogs, but just to kind of raise awareness for what a diabetes alert dog does, why someone would want one, and uh, if your dog is even capable of being able to become one was an interesting topic. So we had uh, we we camped out right there at Central Farm Market, which is in Fairfax, Virginia, a re- real popular spot on a Sunday morning, and it's a do- it's one of the few dog-friendly farmers markets in the area. So we held a fashion show, and in between that. Uh, Debbie Kay, as well as an amazing certified educator named Kathy Gold from the D.C. area, were giving out tips around diabetes alert dogs as well and diabetes um, care. So what I did and what I would recommend to anyone is if you're going to do a Facebook Live video that you promote it ahead of time. So rather than just surprise everyone with a Facebook Live video on a Sunday morning, I had been putting out that we were going to be doing this Facebook Live video and telling people approximately what time I would start so that they could tune in. 
So uh, to me, the success on that was kind of the pre-promotion. Uh, and then uh, Kathy Gold and um, Debbie Kay and Deb Mosier all also uh, began reaching out to their social media contact, contacts and inviting people to watch the video. So that's why I think it went viral for us is because of we, we just had so many people buying into it. And then I think the um, overall content was strong and appealing that more people bought into it as well when they found out what the topic was about. And who could pass up a dog in a tutu? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Max, this has been um, fantastic. I want to thank you so much for being our guest. And before we totally wrap things up, uh, could you tell us how our listeners can connect with you and get more information about you and your organization? I'd love to. We have a website, uh, divabetic.org. Uh, I'm also on Facebook as Divabetic, and we have a group for Divabetic where our community members share their own secrets and tips. And then I'm also on Blog Talk Radio with a free podcast every month on iTunes. It's actually July, July is going to be our seventh anniversary of podcasting, and we're going to be featuring music from Cindy Lauper along with some great diabetes education and. Um, inspiration and empowerment for people living with at risk and affected by diabetes. I just want to add about Facebook Live, if I could say one more comment. Sure. I think it's so worth it. I mean, I, I, you could, if you're definitely, if listeners are definitely interested in that, check out, the live, check out the Facebook Live videos already on Facebook. You could watch a lot of the news channels, but also like Martha Stewart. And that kind of gives you an idea of how to begin to build uh, effective uh, Facebook Live video. So I would, I definitely would encourage anyone to try it because you could always delete it if you don't like it. But I think that there's so much great, it's such a personal way to reach out to people that you know. And I think it gives a certain authenticity to who you are, especially if you're an organization or a small business, to kind of show that personal touch and that, and that connection. Okay. All right. Well, we're out of time, and thank you so much. And to our listeners, you can continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag MindMarketingMojo. And remember to visit us online at lgkmarketingcc.com and to connect on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for more information on this and upcoming shows. On behalf of small business marketers and owners everywhere, let's empower each other to maximize our marketing momentum. Join us next time for another episode of The Marketing Mojo Show. I'm Lisa Chester Weir. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Mojo Show. Join us next time for more innovative tips, strategies, and approaches to give you a thoughtful edge to maximize your marketing momentum.